0: welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. We've been looking at that story in Paul's life and, and that principle, that supernatural ability to shake it off. That's what Paul did. He was simply serving, helping others by gathering sticks for the fire. This is in Acts 28, by the way. You can read that at home. Um, but he's gathering sticks for a fire when a snake was forced out by the heat. There's so much in that phrase. When the snake is forced out by the heat, bit Paul and latched onto him um, What was amazing about this moment was the unassuming, casual, relaxed way he shook it off. It was simple. And I think we all know this by now, is that we have an enemy who wants to distract, divide, and destroy. He looks for an opportunity to strike and latch on. He uses fear, pride, and shame as a few of his his weapons, prevalent weapons. But God has given us his power and authority to shake off the enemy and to even see him flee. And Paul shows us that that simple way. And I think we all like things simple. Or we like things that make things simple. I mean, at least I do. Truthfully, we tend to take these things, these simple things for granted. <clears throat> like how many times do we turn on a light switch and say, "Oh, thank you God for that light bulb," right? Thank you for thank you Thomas Edison. Or thank you Ben Franklin for flying your kite and whatever it is. I mean, we we, thank you, God, right? A lot of times we just take those simple things for granted. Uh, Light bulb uh, is one, obviously. um, How about for you builders, the nail, the nail, the nail. Like before the nail, you literally had to tie uh, beams together with ropes. That's how they built their structures, with ropes. And now... You builders not only have nails, you have nail guns. Hallelujah, man. Boom, 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 boom. So we see that things are, how about the wheel? I mean, have you ever, you ever just thought about, man, I'm just thank- so thankful for the wheels on my car. They get me f- there faster and faster. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> wheels on luggage. Come on. If you don't have wheels on luggage, you're missing out big time. Go spend the money, get the wheels, or build some wheels on your luggage. <clears throat> Fantastic. Um, what about, I discovered this for the first time, maybe you've never seen one before, but a four foot handle attached to a squeegee at a gas station. You know, when, when you go and you got to clean your windshield and you got that short thing and you got to kind of reach over and do one half of the windshield and you got to go on the other side and do the other half. Well, I stopped at a gas station, a four foot handle on a squeegee a, Dipped it in the water, and I stood on one side, and I just cleaned that thing. It happened so fast. And by the way, I loved it so much, I got done and was looking around for other vehicles that I could clean their windshield with. I was like, I thought that's going to be kind of weird if I just randomly come up and say, hey, can I clean your windshield? It was so much fun. So simple. Four-foot handle. If you own a gas station, please get a four-foot handle. for your. They're amazing. Simple smile. Try it. Try smiling, I'm telling you. It's amazing what a simple smile can do. A simple smile to someone else can change their life. Do you realize that people go through literally days, even weeks without experiencing a physical touch? There are people that never even get a a little pat on the shoulder. Do you know that? Amazing. I mean, sometimes it happens in our own, we just forget in our own families. But but I know Amelia was telling me of, of, of one mom who, um, literally schedules uh, hugs every 20 minutes with their kids. I think it's It's cool, right? Just to let them know that the simple touch can change someone's life. And I love this, this new invention right here, which I'm going to get as soon as I uh, find it. Um, it's it's a, a picture of, a, of a, a lock for your ice cream. It says, I'm terribly sorry, but you, there's no you in my pint. And that's basically for Emily, because when she gets her, her hands in my ice cream... It's no fun. I actually have to buy ice cream you don't like. That's the key. Um, well, I've noticed in life that many times it's simple that makes an enormous difference. One simple word, one simple step, simple decision. These are game changers. You don't need much to open the floodgates of God. We say it again. You don't need much to open the floodgates of God in your life. Simple will do it. So God took Paul simple and added his supernatural, and the outcome was miraculous. That's what God wants to do, simple, but I understand not always easy. And I mean it in this way. Like, I understand, uh, you know, pain. I understand losing loved ones. I understand sickness. I understand fear, pride when it comes. I understand the heaviness of life. When it arrives, and some of you are going through some heavy situations, or you've been through some heavy situations, I get it. It seems almost impossible to shake off, right? It seems so difficult. Simple, but not necessarily easy. Sometimes, sometimes we gotta pray a prayer that we're like, I don't even wanna pray that prayer. It seems so difficult, but when you do, you feel better because you know, you, you know it was needed. God, if you give God your simple, He'll give you his supernatural. So I want to revisit that story from a few weeks ago and finish this and give you some more simple truths. Actually, a series of simple tweaks. So what you're going to hear today, you're going to hear some, some, some truths. And even if you leave with just one and put it into action, I'm telling you, it can change your life. It can change your life. So... Here are the characters again, a man with leprosy, a little girl stolen from Israel, a prophet of God in a nation fighting against nation. Here it is, 2 Kings 5, 1-14. through The king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him the Lord had given Aram great victories. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. At this time, Aramean raiders had invaded the land of Israel, and among their captives was a young girl who'd been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master, by the way, the same master who had stolen her from her family, just a little recap of that, I wish my master would go to see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. So Naaman told the king what the young girl from Israel had said. Go and visit the prophet, the king of Aram told uh, him. I will send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. Remember, they, hey, they don't like each other, but I'm going I'm to send this to you. So Naaman started out carrying his gifts, 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. The letter to the king of Israel said, With this letter I present my servant Naaman... I want you to heal him of his leprosy. Verse seven, when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, am I God that I can give life and take it away? Why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy? I can see that he's just trying to pick a fight with me. You know what's interesting? I've noticed that when sometimes like in, in our lives when someone comes with a promise from god like something that we we don't believe and they're like bringing a gift or promise it can make them mad and upset right like the, and, and so that's not the, the person bringing the gift that's something in us like we have to visit like why am i so upset why why why, why am i um what why am i feeling this way about uh, this promise or gift. Yeah, you guys ever been there like, man, someone, you know, I don't believe in healing, right? Come on. I was taught not to believe in healing, and so therefore, uh, I'm just going to, um, you know, I, I'm trying. To, somebody's picking a fight with me. Anyways, verse 8, but when Elisha, the man of God, heard from the king of Israel, had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? The prophet said, send Naaman to me, and he'll learn that there's a true prophet here in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you'll be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. There it is, here's a gift. But he came angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me. He said, I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus and Abana and the Far Par better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply go wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed and his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child and he was healed. Let me just pray a moment. Lord, I pray for our hearts and our minds right now. I pray for the simple word that's gonna come today, the simple truth. And I pray that that simple truth will be a seed that gets into our hearts, the good ground, and that would actually grow an increase in our lives, that we would be encouraged today. God, that whatever we take home with us today, God, it would be be the kingdom of heaven growing inside of us, building our faith and our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I see so much simple good in this story. I also see a lot of snakes. I see the snake of pride gripping Naaman. I see fear grabbing hold of the king of Israel. I see hatred towards God and his people. I see division rising between nations, but I see something much, much more powerful than all those snakes put together. I see the gospel. I said that a few weeks ago. We're just going to revisit that for a moment. God so loved Naaman. The guy that stole from God, stole from Israel. Do you have any people like that in your life? It's like, how could God ever save them? Oh, God so loves the world. Come on. So God so loved me, he sent a little girl who'd been ripped away from her family, friends, and loved ones to share the good news with him. She had been through an extremely, obviously traumatic experience, yet she delivers hope. And she gives a simple statement, some good news, and then God begins to take over. You know, that's really all it takes to take the snake down. Simple, and God does the rest. And here's the truth. Listen, the good news of Jesus Christ, and by the way, it's Jesus the Christ, it's Jesus the Anointed One. That's so important to know. It's not his last name, right? He's the Anointed One. The good news of Jesus Christ to a broken and hurting world is still the mission and still the answer. We'll always be. It's not complicated. We don't separate ourselves from the world. We go out as a search and rescue team to save the world, to lead them to to Jesus. That's what the girl did. It's amazing that she didn't let the snake called bitter grab a hold of her. She just shook it off. And she didn't even know that her own trouble, her own painful situation would change even a nation all because of one simple statement. And I believe that the statement was a prayer. And That's what we're going to say again. It was a simple prayer. If you want to start shaking off the snakes in your life, it actually starts with a simple prayer. Listen, so many snakes remain simply because people don't pray. Now, we're all faced with different trials and troubles in life. And when, I, when I've struggled, when I've had struggles or I've faced with trials or I feel attacked by a spiritual enemy or through a person, um, I've got one or two choices. N- Number one is I can, I can just say, you know what? I'm just gonna shove that down. I'm, I'm not gonna deal with it. Or I could run to somebody quickly. Number two is I can pray about it. And even a better thing, I can grab Emily and pray about it. There are times when, even in our marriage, where I'm, I'm thinking, man, I need some help. But I thought, no, I don't want her. If Maybe she'll feel like I'm a weak man if I ask her for help and prayer. That's what the enemy wants you to think. See, it's incredible that when you can have two people praying together, there's so much power behind it. If two of you agree on earth as touching anything that you ask you she'll have, really, you just said that, God? We try to complicate that. No, no. He just—that's just simple. That's it. So I, I say, listen. I say this to you, uh, young man, older man who's married. Pray with your spouse. Pray with them. I, I ask you, who doesn't have a spouse, find a friend and pray with your friend, because there's so much power behind it. It makes sense. The enemy wants, doesn't want that to happen. Simple prayer. Her statement was a prayer because that's really what prayer is. It's just simply talking and listening and asking for help. Let me say this again. So many snakes remain simply because we don't pray. We don't ask for help. Look at Isaiah 65, verse one. The Lord says, I was ready to respond, but no one asked for help. I was ready to be found, but no one was looking for me. I said, here I am, here I am. To a nation that did not call on my name. Emily is literally an answer to my prayer. She is. True story. I I, I was lonely. I said, I just, I was a brand new Christian. And I thought, am I ever going to meet anybody? I said, Lord, I wrote down a list of 10 things. This is what I feel like I need or want, you know, And it wasn't just. Of course, she loves Jesus. She had to have a sense of humor, laughing my dumb, dumb jokes. She and I even had a picture of her, my friends. I wrote those ten things down, and then the Lord said, "Well, you got to go pray with someone." And I just happened to be living at the time with my brother-in-law. He was a brand new Christian, and I remember one morning I woke up and I and I said, "Hey, uh, apparently I got to do this thing. I got to pray with you." And but we didn't grab hands. We weren't ready for that. He's about four feet away. (laughs) I said, Garrett, let's pray because I need to pray for a a wife. He goes, all right. We prayed. Two weeks later, Emily shows up. There's power in two. There's power in two, you guys. Right? There's power. Yes, pray. You know, you feel alone. Listen, there's always someone in your life that that, that can come by your side and pray (laughs) with you and agree with you. That's all it took to get the ball rolling here in this story. 2 Kings 5, 3, here it is. One day the girl said to her mistress, I wish or pray my master would go see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. Simple prayer, simple request. She wasn't only praying, the only one praying. I believe Naaman's wife was praying. I believe Naaman's friends were praying. And I believe the king was praying for Naaman. God knew it. The only problem was they were praying to the wrong God. So God allowed the little girl to come to the forefront to lead them to the right God, the one true God, through a simple prayer, a prayer for someone else. Because we don't hear her praying for her own freedom first. We hear her praying for Naaman. That's supernatural, by the way. See, I believe there's, there's some of you, and you know you've gone through difficult times in life, and right now in a difficult time, and the, 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 the enemy would love to shut down your prayer, Oh, don't let them shut down your prayer. Don't let them shut down your prayer. Come on, pray. And if you want to break the snake, pray for someone else right now. Find someone else who's struggling and pray for them. That's what the little girl did. Come on, the story is so much more. If you want to shake the snake off, you'll need a, a simple prayer, but you also need simple relationship, simple and meaningful relationship. The commander loved Naaman. The little girl had compassion for Naaman. His officers valued Naaman. They wanted to encourage and help Naaman. Those are a few of the things and the qualities that make meaningful relationship. Simple relationship. Just look at these relationships in only two verses. 2 Kings 5, 3-4, look it. One day the girl said to the mistress two, I wish my master three would go see the prophet four he would heal him of his leprosy verse 4 so Naaman told the king 5 five people in two verses relationships look at relationships they were connected or being connected in a meaningful way i don't know what it is about americans i'm an american proud to be an american right Great song. But you know what? Sometimes I think that, sometimes that's a different kind of pride. Sometimes that's a walled up pride. I, we like to build fences here in this country. But I say that, I, listen, we, we, I think there's one thing that we can get better at especially as Christians, meaningful relationships. What do I mean by that? Well, it's kind of like we went to Israel a couple years ago, we, we got off, the, we got off the, uh, the, 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 the plane from Italy. By the way, Italy, we lost our, our, our luggage was left behind, which is another story. Man, it caught myself uh, having to get uh, some, some, don't, whatever, never buy any clothes in Italy. It's like two or three sizes smaller, and I didn't know that. So a large there is like a small. You get where I'm going with that. Painful, um, so they had to still have him as a reminder, but but painful. Anyways, so my we got off. We were kind of going through it. We were kind of just wanting to get into Israel and we find a really cool little place to eat authentic food, and there wasn't a place to sit and these two or three guys had extra tables, four chairs, and they immediately said, hey, come sit with us. Come and sit with us. And, and we're like, we, as we got scared, I'm like, hey, what do you mean sit with you? We don't trust you. We don't know you. We're Americans. I don't know you. I so wish we would have sat down with them. I, if I could go back, I would have sat down with them and just built a simple, meaningful Relationship with people, and maybe they would have paid for the tab. Um, No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. The serious, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're come on, you guys. I'm, I'm just speaking to myself. We can be so good at kind of putting up the front, those fronts have to go down, and we have to begin to cultivate the simple, meaningful relationships. So, God, in His great wisdom, has given us the gift of each other to help when we get lonely. As a matter of fact, God said this in the very beginning, Genesis 2.18, then the Lord said, hey, it's not good for the man to be alone. I'll make a helper who is just right for him. Come on. God didn't make a mistake. He just made it better. I ask you men who are married right now, I ask you to think about For a moment, the wonderful, wonderful woman that God has placed in your life—someone we probably take for granted a little too much—and we, because we're all getting busy, cranking out life. But I wanted you to take a moment to think about, for a moment, just how wonderful, how wonderful God is to give us a helpmate comparable to us. Come on. Come on, as Bill lifts his hand way up, yep, Bill would not be where he's at without Barb. There's no doubt about that. I wouldn't be where I'm at without Emily. Come on, I want you to think about it because we, we kind of lose that. Matter of fact, even today, just, just you know, guy, just, sir, just, just let, let her know, and I'm sure you do, and I know you do things for her, but sometimes we just forget how grateful, how uh, blessed we are now, some of you don't have a helpmate, but I'll tell you what? I know you got someone close to you, I know you got a friend, I know you got a friend. There's someone that you have a friend that can be with you. Because God knew that two people working together with God could defeat the snake. Simple relationships, say simple relationship. It starts with those who are close to you. If you're married, then simple, meaningful, respectful, encouraging, helpful relationship with your spouse. If you got children, the same. And it's never too late, my friends. You can start it today. And by the way, there's someone in your life that needs simple, meaningful relationship. Go find them. Keep the snake away with simple relationship. And keep them away with a simple listen. Say a simple listen. This is so important. Maybe this is what you need today. This is where the whole story changes. And the snakes begin to disappear. And all it took was a simple listen. I think that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth so that we listen twice as much as we speak. Haha. LOL. Anybody? My goodness, okay. 2 Kings 5 10 to 13. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with his message Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you'll be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me. He said, I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord God to heal me. Aren't the rivers in Damascus better than the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman, here we go, turned and went away in a rage. But, oh, if you ever love a but, it's right there. That's the but, that, that, that's the but that turns thing around, right? That's the but that turns this whole thing around. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? You should certainly obey when he says simply go wash and be cured. This was the defining moment. Was Naaman going to listen to wise advice or or listen to that snake again? I think this is kind of a funny moment. The way I see it. The officers are really saying this. How come you don't practice what you preach? How How come you don't practice what you preach? Because I'm thinking, just imagining, because, you know, do you remember, they're talking to Naaman, you remember when you, remember when your shoulders were really sore, Naaman, and you had me come in and rub your shoulders to give you a little massage, and you had had me do it right in front of the other guys? That was embarrassing, but I did it. I did it. Or how about that time you told me to dig that hole for no good reason, never told me the reason for it. I did it. I did it. Bill, that probably happens in the military, right? You should do something like, you, you, don't, you don't ask why, you just do it, <laughs> right? How about when Naaman, when you asked that guy to go run into battle, rush in with just a shield and a sword, and he did it, and he lost a couple fingers, but he did it. He did it. And they're saying, what kind of a message are you sending to us when you won't do the simple thing, right? Second Kings 5.13, we're almost done as far as you know. But as officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says, Simply go and wash and be cured. A defining moment. Thank God for a few trusted friends to help Naaman and for Naaman to listen. Because when we listen, even take our own, our own advice, God opens the door for a miracle because it opens the door to simple faith. Say simple faith. So simple. Simple faith is a big deal of God. Man, do we have a way of complicating things. God just wants our faith to be simple. Even small will get the job done. A mustard seed of your faith will open the door for a miracle. I want to remind you of something, in case you get a little tired of listening. One time Paul preached for all day and all night. Read that story. It must have been 16 hours straight. Can you imagine that? A guy falls, falls from like three stories up, dies. But then he heals him. He <laughs> comes back to life. Um, so I, I, just want, I want to go for another two hours just to let you know I'm, I'll, I'll be done. <laughs> Guys. Come on. Come um, on. You don't need something huge to get the job done. Small will do. Mustard seed will knock down a mountain. Simple faith, not complicated faith. It's the snake that wants to complicate and confuse, but Jesus makes it simple. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Like I said before, if faith were a person, he'd be a dude in flip-flops in a Hawaiian shirt. Really? Right? Isn't that true? Like we'd say, oh, come on, you gotta pray harder, you gotta pray louder, you gotta pray more intense, you gotta blob. No, 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 That's wrong. Simple faith. He's got flip-flops in a Hawaiian shirt. And he's saying, Come on in, come on in, I'll give you a little coconut drink. We'll just sit down together. We'll have, we'll, 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 we'll talk through it. Simple. Don't you love that? Jesus made it simple. Paul had simple faith. Emily's always a great reminder for me when I want to fix the problem. I want to forge forward to accomplish something. CMI, she's a five talent person. She's gifted in so many ways. She can do just about anything except beat me in a game of one on one on the basketball court. That's never going to happen. She's gifted. And yet I see day in and day out her simple, childlike faith for God. I see it every morning without, she's just up spending time with God, opening her journal, worshiping God. I mean, she'll worship God anywhere. We were in the car driving to Anilin's meet the other day, and she just busted out in a worship experience and, you know, hands lifted high and tears running down her face. And I'm thinking, Okay, this is great. But you know it doesn't matter to her because you know what, it's called simple, childlike, authentic, God here, and you're my father. Love that. Matthew 18, two through four says, when Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them and said, surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you'll by no means enter the kingdom or you'll partake of what God has for us, right? Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. That's what the little girl had, and that's what she gave to Naaman. Your childlike faith, your simple faith, actually is a powerful teaching to the people around you. Just know that. so she says, I wish my master would go see the prophet. Look at this, 2 Kings 5, I love this. One day the girl said to her mistress, I wish, I pray, my master would go to see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. Do you hear any doubt in that statement? There's no doubt. I love this. He might heal, I don't know, why would he heal Naaman? He's a stinker. Maybe, 50-50 chance, Naaman, We'll see if it happens. No she goes, "I know if, I know if she got to him, he would be healed." There's, there's, no, there's nothing in those verses that create any doubt at all from this little girl. Here's why: she put all the pressure on the prophet. In other words, the prophet represents God. That's, that's who Elisha represents God. Did you know that God can handle all the pressure? Simple faith puts all the demand on God, not people. I couldn't heal a fly. But God can through me. Faith puts the demand on God. That's what he wants. He's our daddy. He can handle it. The girl put the demand on the prophet with simple faith. I love what Jesus said here just to break the whole this is Christianity broken down to its simplest moment, John 6, 28 and 29. Because this is verse 28. They, they replied, this is what we do. We want to perform God's works too. We want, we want to change the world. We want to do all these great things. What should we do? Come here, fellas. The only work God wants from you is to believe in the one he has sent. What? No, 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 no. I got to go to church this many times, i got to read this many chapters of my Bible, i got to do all these things. Listen, those things are good, but they come out of believing. You don't create belief by, getting, by doing those things, right? He just said, no, just believe. Just go home and believe in Jesus. Confess his name. Jesus said, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I need you. Lead me. Guide me. Thank you for making it simple, Jesus. And lastly, if you want to defeat the snakes in life, it takes Simple action. Say simple action. Like I said a couple weeks ago, there are some things that don't need prayer, just action, right? Like I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm eliminating the phrase, whenever I meet someone and say, and say hey, you know, uh, man, are you, are you, like you have a certain gift or an ability, can you help us in that area? And I would say, would you pray about it? You're not gonna hear me say that anymore. Because I, I think when you see a need, when you see someone outside of these four walls who has a need, they need 40 bucks. You got 40 bucks? Give them 40 bucks. Come on. You need to see someone that needs encouragement? Give them encouragement. Give them what you have. Simple action. You have to pray about it. I need to pray about forgiving that person. No, you don't. Bible tells us if we don't forgive, God can't forgive us. Well, if we don't release them, God can't release us. Think about that. It doesn't need prayer. Just action. Just action. That's all it needs. I love the lady who was cured of depression because her pastor asked her to bake cookies for the homeless. And after like the third batch, she felt better than she's had in years. Because she just put action to something. And God honored that. S- so Naaman simply does what Elijah says. It's not rocket science. S- S- some of you may have to just, again, send a text message to someone and say, Hey, I love you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Uh or a word of encouragement. I don't know what God's asking you to do. I, I, I don't know what maybe He's asked you to do a couple weeks ago. You're kind of dragging your feet, or I'm dragging my feet. But Naaman didn't. 2 Kings 5 14. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River, dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him and his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child and he was healed. Simple action. Snakes fall off with simple action. Two thousand, In 2005 or something like that or four, uh, you, maybe you know this story, I was, I was in, in front of the mirror Emily was next to me and we were in our little tiny house in Ionia and, and I swallowed and I saw this little lump come up, it wasn't my um, Adam's apple, it was a lump over here I'm like, that's weird, is that a muscle? <laughs> no, that wasn't a muscle She goes, you better get that checked out I'm like, kidding me? When's the last time I've been to a doctor? I'm going to, I'm just going to be a man, right? <laughs> no, and I, I thought, I should probably go check, check it out, so I went, went to the doctor they took a biopsy of it and then um, fast forward a couple weeks later, I'm at church at the time, I'm leading worship. I'm an associate pastor, but I'm leading worship on a Wednesday night here at this church. And and I happen to come back in the office because five minutes before the, the worship service started because I needed to get music for somebody else on the team. I rush in there, I'm grabbing the music. The phone rings. I never answer the phone at church, especially on a Wednesday. Especially five minutes before I got to get back there, all of a sudden I answer, I'm like, hello? Hello, is Dan there? And it was my doctor. And she goes, well, we found out that um, you uh, it, it, you do have cancer. Just tell me on the phone. You'll have to come in. We'll have to go through it. I'm, I'm like, what? come on, I'm a young guy. I'm like, what's going on here? So what do I do? What do I do? I simply do what I knew to do, which was go forward, grab my guitar, and get through a five-song worship set as I'm trying to understand this news that I got. But it's, it's what I did. I just simply took action, the action that I knew to do. And this is what I'll tell you right now. As I kept doing, what I just knew to do is praise God and worship Him. Just, just, just trust Him. That snake didn't bite me. That snake didn't grab a hold of me. Tried to one day when I kind of thought about what would it be like to be without my family. That scared me for a moment, but I got right back to the, no. Come on, let's go, God. We gotta go. We gotta go. I mean, the, the funny thing is, so I I, I get the they take out my thyroid, thyroid cancer, take it out, and um, you know, I got so so they don't tell me anything like they don't tell me, well, you know, you probably you. Know, you they didn't really tell me much for some reason. Maybe I didn't listen. Probably didn't listen. Probably. Didn't. So put a bandage on me. Well, I got to go back to work. Well, I wasn't supposed to do anything for like a month speaking-wise. That's what I did, speak and sing. And uh, I remember I'm right back up there Wednesday, the big old bandage right here leading worship because I didn't know any better. Anyways, I go back to the doctor's office a week after that, and they said, What in the world are you doing? I said, what? They're, they said, you're talking. There's no way you should. said, we, we messed around your vocal cords so much during that surgery that there's no way you could even should be talking right now. I said, I am, and I'm singing. <laughs> I'm singing. And listen, that was a miracle, but how? I just kept doing what I knew to do, I was taking action simple steps, sometimes it's just reading the word, it's praying, it's getting around people that can encourage you, simple action my friends what simple action is God asking you to do but here's how I want to end it what simple thing is God asking you to receive because if you think about this story, it's all about God bringing a gift to Naaman, oh my goodness you guys So we'll do this as we finish. Close your eyes, if you would just for a moment. Just try this. Close your eyes. And I want you to imagine one thing. I don't know what your need is. I don't know what you need. God does. God knows everything about you. But I believe we all have needs in our lives, right? There's something that might be pressing. And as you close your eyes, I want you to imagine Jesus in front of you right now. Because he's here two or three are gathered. He's right here in the midst of us. And he's, he's with us. He's in front of us. He's in front of you. And I believe he's holding a gift for you. He wants you to receive something just like he wanted to give it to Naaman. And don't walk away mad. Just say, God, I'll receive it. But, but I want I you to think about what is he holding right now for you. For some it might be peace. I just need peace. For some I need my joy back. For God, for some, for some it's provision. What is God? What is Jesus holding to give you? Now just picture it. He wants you to use your imagination. I believe it's real. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to receive it. I want you to imagine your, him giving it to you. But you've got to take it. Naaman had to take it. Take action. and Take it. Take it right now. Take it. Say, God, I take that gift. I put it in my heart. I put it in my soul. It's the promise of God. God, you love me. God, you love me. God, you love me. You're going to work this out for my good and your glory. God, you always do. You always do, Lord God. You work it out better than I can expect it. So I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to receive that gift. Receive that gift right now. For some of you, it's just healing in your soul. For some of you, it's just knowing that God loves you. And here's the greatest gift to receive. Jesus is standing before you with salvation. Will you pray with me together as a family and online a simple prayer to receive Jesus as your Lord? Let's pray it out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And today I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for loving me, giving your life for me, taking all my mistakes and throwing them away. Jesus, I'm yours and you're mine forever. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E.org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.